Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of the Fit Life with Dawn podcast. Last week, I spoke about uh, my holiday survival guide and what to do around all of the different dinners and, you know, the food that we're surrounded by and getting together with friends and family and what to do if you overate um, and you were feeling guilty about it. Now, if you didn't hear that, go back and check out that last podcast. I gave some good tips there. But today, I kind of wanted to segue into a more general guide on everyday life, on how not to overeat. Um, Holiday time is a little bit different, and I wanted to separate that from everyday, you know, how not to overeat, because holiday time, we're a little bit generous with ourselves, and we don't like to go crazy. I don't really nitpick, and my girls know that if we're doing a food log for me, I don't scrutinize their holidays because I don't want to make anybody crazy for the holiday. Everyone overeats a little bit. Everyone indulges, and that's okay. So, and I, the last thing I said in the last uh, podcast was that if you do overeat on the holidays, get right back on track. So the problem comes when you are overeating consistently. I'm not talking about just Christmas or just Hanukkah or you know just one or two days out of the year. I'm not talking about that. Um, You shouldn't be worried as much about the holidays as you are about the rest of the year. The holidays are a very short period of time. So if you are doing well the rest of the year, then you will be okay. (laughs) Your holidays will not destroy your progress, I promise. So here's some of my very top tips on how not to overeat on a daily basis. Um, number one, and you all know how much I talk about vegetables and I will keep on driving this point home because vegetables are so, so, so important to everyone's diet, right? Whether you're losing weight, not losing weight, it doesn't matter. I prescribe vegetables for everyone first and foremost. Of course, everyone's diet differs a little bit depending on your individual differences, how active you are and stuff like that. But there's nobody that I tell them not to eat vegetables, even those who are trying to gain weight. They're going to eat vegetables as well. Everybody's different as far as their protein and as far as their carbs and as far as meal timing and stuff like that. But vegetables are a non-negotiable. I don't care who you are, whether you're a 400-pound man or whether you're a 100-pound girl, you got to eat your veggies, okay? Now, the reason for this, especially if you're trying to lose weight, right, is that they are going to have a lot of fiber and a lot of water content, and they're going to help to keep you full. So eat your veggies first. Not only are you going to fill your plate up with them, but you're going to eat them first so that you your hunger subsides a little bit and that you could eat the rest of your meal uh, a little bit more mindfully and not overeat on the more calorie-dense things. So eat your less calorie-dense foods first, like your broccolis and your fibrous vegetables and stuff like that. Um Number two is to eat, and this is this kind of goes hand in hand, uh, is to eat less calorie dense foods. So don't go so much for, um, you know, I had, I had somebody I was doing nutrition counseling with today, and she had a lot of very starchy carbs on her plate, um, on all of her her meal logs. She had like cornbread bread and stuffing and stuff like that, rice and beans, which are like rice and beans are not necessarily bad. It's just that these are very calorie dense things. Um, and she was eating overeating on calorie dense things, which were adding up extremely easily. So be mindful of your calorie dense items. Also avoiding, avoiding hyper palatable foods, the foods that are designed by man designed in a lab to make you overeat like your Oreos and your, you know, whatever your cheese, 
I don't even know what are some, what are some bad foods, any, any packaged foods, you know, the, you know, cheesecake or something like that. Um, anything that is designed, let's see, even a potato that is like laden with butter is your hyper palatable food. This kind of makes it like a potato by itself. You ever eat a baked potato with nothing on it, no salt, no butter. You're not overeating on that baked potato because that is not going to taste amazing. It tastes amazing when you put the butter, when you put the salt and stuff like that. That is what makes you overeat. That is what is make, makes something hyper palatable. So it could be something made in a lab, like an Oreo, or it could be something made in the kitchen of a, of a restaurant, like uh, a blooming onion, you know, those things that they used to have in Fridays that we all used to eat. I did when I was younger. I had no idea. That thing was hyper palatable. Pretty much to make it, uh, it simple for you, anything that you could eat when you're already full. That is something hyper palatable. So beware of these foods because they will by nature make you, not by nature, by man, make you overeat. They are made to make you consume more. Restaurants are known for this type of stuff. So these are very, very big ones. Um, Avoiding this type of stuff will definitely stop you from overeating because you ever go to a restaurant and you're full and all of a sudden the dessert comes out, the churros come out, the, you know, and I'm thinking of churros because I actually had this this uh, encounter recently where everybody was out at a table and everyone was super full and then the churros came out with dolce de leche and people like just went in on it. And I'm like, you see, this is hyper palatable. This is something that, you know, you guys were full and now obviously you got room for churros. Um, okay. So um, also when, when you start to eat more whole foods, by the way, and I know people like, Oh, some of your food is bland. And you know, how could you just like broccoli and stuff like that? I promise you, I once had a taste for these really hyper palatable food, hyper palatable foods as well. But now I honestly, every day I crave my healthy food. I really do. And don't be like, Oh, I'm jealous that that happens to you because you can make that happen to you as well. You just need to make this into a habit, right? You need to make it habit, have it every day. Your taste will adjust. If your taste buds are used to highly sat, like highly, um, um, evil foods, <laughs> like highly buttered, salted, sugared, all these types of things, these types of foods, then you're going to, um, you know, crave that obviously. So you're kind of, let's say, I remember I gave up salt for an entire year once and I, cause I was consuming too much salt. And then when I started slowly incorporating it back into my diet again, I was very sensitive to salt. My body had become, my taste buds had become so used to the salt that I didn't even realize how addictive my taste buds were to it. And now I could eat, put on a very small amount of salt and be perfectly fine. And most other people now use more salt than me. And I used to be the salt queen when I was younger. So I had to readjust my taste buds to it. I promise you, your taste buds will adjust as well. Okay. Also, you don't have to keep very tempting foods in your house, right? Some people are like, well, just put everything in your house and practice willpower. But willpower doesn't always work for everybody. Sometimes it's hard, you know? Sometimes if you've got those Oreos in front of you and it's a trigger food for you, that's hard, you know? And sometimes it's just easier. I say, if you really can't like handle having it there, take it out of your house. Now you're like, well, what about my kids? You know, what about my husband? He really wants the you know, whatever my wife, whatever it is, really wants those cookies in the house. Okay, so then here's my suggestion to you. Take it out of sight. Put it in a cabinet that you can't see, in an opaque cabinet. Don't put it in a cookie jar. Don't put it in the candy bowl. Put it somewhere you cannot see it so that you're not reaching for it, okay? That will help you wonders, I promise you that. 
Okay. It takes a long time. Like I keep a little bowl in my house where I keep some things of dark chocolate and stuff or truffles for other people. And I never, never, never touch them, but that's just me. I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit further ahead in the game in, in, in this respect, you know, somebody else, like my mom, for example, if she kept a bowl of, of the truffles out in her house, she would consume them all day. So I, you know, I would suggest for her, put them away and only take out once every one, every once in a while. Okay. Um, now, Things to do while you're eating, for example, eating slowly, mindfully, without distractions. Don't sit in front of the TV when you're eating because you will over, um, you are, will overconsume your calories. You will always overeat when you have distractions. Okay, see that's exactly what happens. Like when we're at restaurants, we're distracted. We're talking to people. We're having fun. Whatever and. Listen, it's not that I'm saying avoid all types of social situations, but still try to be mindful when you're in social situations that you're not just consuming just because and all of a sudden you think about your stomach, you're like, oh, I'm so full, I feel gross. So eat mindfully, eat slowly, put your fork down in between bites, try to sit down when you eat your meals. Um, I don't always get to sit when I eat my meals. I try, but sometimes I just don't. But I still try to put my fork down and enjoy every single bite and be thankful for your food and not just eat it, you know, like a, like a monster, okay? So try to sit, avoid distractions, eat mindfully, slowly, and no TV, okay? Pay attention to the food, what you're eating, and connect it to you. I know it sounds kind of like weird, but like connect to, to your food, you know? It's, it's doing something good for your body, right? It's nourishing you. Uh, eat from smaller plates. Uh, if you eat from smaller plates, the research has shown that you will eat less. Don't use the big dinner plates. Use the small uh, like appetizer plates. And I promise you, you will also put less on your plate. Um, and then also, to put food in your plate and then put it away. When, when I first started cooking, I would put all the food and everything that I cooked, I would cook a lot, put everything on the table, and I would just consume as much as I wanted. And when I was done, I never paid attention to how full I was. I would just consume and consume and consume. I didn't take a portion and then just stop. Now, and I started this several years ago already, but now I take a portion, um, eat, and I put, I, well, before I, I, I take a portion and then I put the rest away. And then um, I eat because you will realize when you do that and you're not going to go back for seconds. Don't leave the food on the table, buffet style, because you will keep consuming, put it away or keep it like on the stove, which is what I'll do. A lot of times go sit down, sit for a few minutes and it's going to take your, your brain a little bit of time to realize that you're full your, your taste buds are going to want to keep going. Give yourself some time before you put more food into your plate. Try to even stop when you're 80% full. Don't stop when you're stuffed, which is what we tend to do when we're in social situations or when we're and during holidays and stuff like that. And I'm guilty of that too sometimes. And I say I'm not going to do that. But on a daily basis, I won't do that every single day. A holiday, again, is a different situation. You know, we're a little gentler with ourselves on the holidays. But um, when I'm alone, I'm in my house and I'm, and I'm eating on a daily basis during the week, Friday nights, whatever it is. Um, I'm eating, um, until I'm 80% full. I don't feel gross. I don't feel like, oh, I stuffed myself. I feel like good, satisfied, you know, like I, I have energy after my meal. I don't feel like sluggish. If you feel sluggish after your meal, that's an indication that you've overeaten. 
Also drink water with your, before your meal, not even with, because actually drinking water is not great for digestion. It kind of helps, it kind of dilutes your digestive enzymes. So it's not great for you to drink water with your meal, but you should definitely be drinking all, like starting from the morning time all throughout the day. I actually tend to drink um, tea with my meal, like a ginger tea, which is good for digestion. Um, even that is questionable whether it's what it, whether it dilutes your digestive enzymes or not, but um, water definitely does. So I try to stay hydrated all day. Um, a lot of times people confuse hunger or thirst for hunger, and they think that you know if if they that they're hungry, but really if they were drinking water all day and they weren't dehydrated, they wouldn't feel as hungry. Um, one more little tidbit of information is be mindful about your alcohol consumption. Drinking alcohol with your meal could be, lead you to overeat and not really realize it. A lot of times when we're a little, I'm not saying you guys are all getting drunk, but like if you're a little bit, if you're under the influence of alcohol, you're more likely to overeat a little bit because you're relaxed, your guard is down, you're not really thinking about it, okay? So that's just one little Thing that I would have to say. I mean, you guys know I don't drink, but if you do drink, take, try to stick to a glass of dry red wine because at least that has been shown to have the most amount of uh, polyphenols, antioxidants, and heart um, health benefits. So at least try to stick to that and don't go for multiple glasses at once, okay? Obviously, I always say drink as little as you can of alcohol because I'm still not... Um, a big fan of it, but if you do, just just be mindful of your consumption. Um, lastly, don't don't think about you know your food as a diet. I always tell everyone, if you know me, I always say, if you eat for health, your weight will follow. Okay, so eat for health. Think of this as your lifestyle. This is not a fad diet. This is not a three, you know, week detox fix, you know, this is something that you're going to do for the long run. Uh, I tell everyone that I work with the same thing. And yes, it is a journey. And um, those that I work with know that I don't expect a drastic change overnight. Um, and actually small changes are the best because um, they were the ones that going to last, right? So I'm not, if you, if I just say here, take this meal plan, just boom, that's it. You're going to get, be all, you're going to be fine and you're going to change everything. You may, you're, you're likely to relapse and go back to your old style. So I would rather small little changes, um, as you go along, change small things about your lifestyle for the better. And then this way, small progress is what is going to last. So think about and think about your life, your lifestyle as far as food as, as a lifestyle rather. Uh, your, think about your diet as a lifestyle, I would like to say, um, and not as a diet. I, when I say to people like, how's your nutrition going? I hate, I, I hate to say like, and sometimes I say, how's your diet? Like, I don't want to say how's your diet because that's not even what I want to put in people's heads. How's your nutrition going? What's, what's, you know, how have your meals been like? How have you been feeling around your food? Stuff like that. Um, so that's the main thing. If when I stopped looking at my food as a diet and more of a lifestyle, that is when I made the most drastic changes. So little changes are little wins and I always celebrate them. So, and um, small changes will always last. I say that. So um, and of course, if anybody wants to work with me one-on-one -on -one for nutrition counseling, for accountability, and you want, you want to speak to me about your particular situation, 
Um, I'm always open for that. You know, you guys know I love, love, love nutrition counseling. I always say nutrition is one of the only things I love more than personal training. And I love personal training as well. They both have a place in my heart, but um, reach out to me if you need any individual help. And I I hope all of these tips have helped you. Um, And if it has helped you, please share for the next person and, you know, let your friends know that there is some resources out there. Um, maybe it'll help somebody. You never know who, who you will help or who you will inspire. So thank you all for listening and I hope you all have a great night.